0: If you're currently feeling like you've jumped on a treadmill and the speed just keeps incrementally going up and there's no emergency strap for you to pull and you're dying to jump off, then it's important that we take those cues and that we start to create an action plan around moving away from that. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I was recently gathered with my family to celebrate my grandparents' 69th wedding anniversary, which, by the way, was so precious. And I was with my cousins who I haven't seen in forever. And I was talking to one of them who founded his own company and just asking him how the business was going. And he answered with, really well, it's going really well. It's almost going too well. Like, I'm so busy. I'm feeling so burnt out. There's no end in sight. And just hearing those words like made my heart sink. Like I could commiserate with that. Recalling a season of my own life where I was knee deep in the wedding season and I felt like I wasn't going to make it. Burnout is a thing, whether your business is too busy and booming or you're stressed trying to make your ends meet. I heard someone say recently that just because something is common doesn't mean that it's normal. We often use those two words interchangeably when they mean two totally different things. And it actually made me think of burnout, especially in the world of entrepreneurship, because I don't know a single business owner or entrepreneur who hasn't faced burnout at least once in their careers. It's a terribly common experience among entrepreneurs, but I don't think that we should accept it as normal. When I left my cousin, I told him, Make a template response for when people reach out and you don't have the bandwidth to serve them. Like shut your phone off on the weekends and do whatever you can to protect your peace. You are not a commodity. You are not the measure of your output. And you started your business decades ago to get more freedom, not to lose it all. The truth is we shouldn't have to reach burnout just to allow ourselves some margin for rest. We shouldn't work ourselves to exhaustion before realizing that there's got to be a better way. So if you've been feeling some type of way lately, know that you're not alone and that although it's common to feel tired to the point of burnout, we do not have to accept it as the norm. First, I'll share some of the most notable signs of burnout in entrepreneurs and then what we can do to combat it and get back to feeling like our best, most vibrant and alive selves, both at work and in our personal lives too. I'm going to try to speed through these signs because while they're important to take note of and recognize, I don't want to harp on the negative for too long. And then I'll walk you through those tangible techniques for entrepreneurs to combat these signs of fatigue and burnout. So are you with me? Let's dive on in. Something I love about being a podcaster is getting the chance to support my network of fellow creators and business owners. Being Boss, hosted by Emily Thompson, is an exploration of not only what it means, but what it takes to be boss as a creative business owner, a freelancer, or side hustler. Being Boss is another amazing resource for anyone interested in getting inspired and more importantly, getting started. If you like Gold Digger, trust me, you are going to love being boss. Emily even covers topics that are near and dear to our Gold Digger hearts, like taking time off as an entrepreneur and finding vision for your business and life. Listen to Being Boss wherever you get your podcasts. So I was recently texting with a friend of mine who is on a health journey, and she's also a super successful entrepreneur. And she sent me a photo of a cortisol test. And if you don't know much about cortisol, it's the stress hormone that we hold in our bodies. And for me personally, after our second miscarriage, I too had tested my cortisol and needless to say, it was through the roof and this physical manifestation of how I was feeling in my personal life and in my business life, which was entirely stressed and anxious and exhausted I had to do a lot of work, both personally and professionally in order to support my body and my hormone levels and especially my cortisol. And as I was texting my friend, we were talking about our cortisol glow ups. We recognized how much our bodies can react to being burnt out and more so how often we ignore the signs. We ignore our bodies and we just operate from this place that tells us, well, the way that we're feeling is normal. Everyone does this. Entrepreneurs inevitably carry this heavy load of responsibilities and pressure, and it doesn't just affect our mindset or our mental health, like burnout can affect everything from our physical health to our mood to our relationships, so much so that the World Health Organization called it a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. That's how they described it. It listed three main symptoms for burnout, which are first, feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion, second, increased mental distance from one's job or feeling negative towards one's career, and lastly, reduced professional productivity. The Harvard Business Review reported that burnout can lead to job dissatisfaction, absenteeism, inefficient decision-making, depression, and heart disease. I don't know about you, but as the leader of a business, we can't really afford to be inefficient with decision-making or absent for large periods of time, and we certainly cannot afford risking our physical and our mental health. The same article states that entrepreneurs are more at risk of burnout because they tend to be extremely passionate about work and more socially isolated. They generally have limited safety nets and operate in high uncertainty. So because of all these factors, a study found that 28% of founders feel moderately or strongly burnt out. That's almost one in three of us. So if you're raising your hand and you're like, "Um, Jenna, I'm there. That's me. I'm burnt out. We'll keep listening. And if you're like, I'm not there yet, but I would love to avoid that destination. Thank you very much. Then listen to these six signs that will help you either qualify yourself as officially burnt out, or notice the signs that you're on your way towards it. So sign number one is this, your passion or creativity is zapped. So one of the things that I love about entrepreneurship is that oftentimes it means that we get to pursue our passions and we're lucky enough to get paid to do them. I mean, we've all heard that saying, like, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life, right? If it feels like your passion pieced out and completely left your body and brain. That is not good. There's actually a close tie between a healthy amount of passion and your productivity. I remember at the beginning of my photography career, I would bring my camera literally everywhere. I'd bring it to barbecues and baseball games. Like I was so wildly passionate. And when I hit burnout, I did not want to touch my camera unless I had to. The thing that I was once passionate about signified work and responsibility. And frankly, I started to loathe it. Now, thankfully, passion can come back when you start to work on curing your burnout. So trust me when I say it can ebb and flow, but it is important as humans for us to learn to protect our passions. The Harvard Business Review conducted a study that shows that entrepreneurs who reported high levels of what they call harmonious passion experienced solid levels of concentration, attention, and absorption during their work. So if you start feeling fatigued about working or like your focus and your creativity isn't there, that's probably an indication that you might be heading towards burnout. When you sit down to work and you're trying to get your wheels spinning, but you feel nothing or worse, you feel anxious or sad or stressed or annoyed by your work. Know that you don't have to power through just to get it done. These are some telltale signs that you're either nearing or that you've reached burnout, but you shouldn't have to just do what you can to survive and stay afloat. You deserve to feel like a passionate leader the majority of the time. So first, just pay attention to where your passion is at and figure out ways to prioritize boundaries that will support that passion and help give you rest. So sign number two is you're working crazy hard, but you can't really put a finger on what you are actually achieving. I felt this way the most postpartum when I came back from my leave after having Coco. Not only was I still in that kind of new motherhood fog, but I didn't have systems or the right help in my business to make sure that the precious time I spent working was actually moving the needle. And that was when I finally hired Marissa, my integrator, and it was a massive turning point for me in my business. When you find yourself working like crazy, but you're not actually able to take an inventory or report what you've got done or the results that your work drove, I call this multitasking brain. It's kind of like pregnancy brain, but instead of forgetting where you put your keys 57 times a day, you can't quite distinguish what you're spending all of your time on at work. And in fact, you can't really tie your hard work to results or figure out how to stay focused on important tasks whatsoever. It's not like you're not working. It's almost the opposite. It's that most of your efforts are getting thrown off by less important tasks like cleaning out your inbox or reorganizing your content calendar. And while you feel busy, you're not really moving much of anything forward. And so it's easy to always feel behind and frazzled. You attempt to multitask to get more done and you only end up sidetracked, frustrated, and even more tired than before. This is an approach that keeps your time occupied but isn't exactly productive or sustainable. Sign number three is that your body is signaling that it is tired. So I feel like when people respond with the words, I'm tired, we just kind of laugh it off because I mean, I think if we're all honest, we're all a little bit tired. But when I look at my life during my wedding photography days, I was tired at a different and unhealthy level. Like I required a nap every single day. I wasn't functioning well. I didn't have energy. I wasn't sleeping well. I mean, my life looks a little bit like that these days, balancing this whole motherhood pregnancy journey, but it's different. It feels totally different. And our bodies, when we're doing these types of things, are trying to communicate to us. And a lot of times we stink at listening to our bodies. So get this, according to psychology today, one of the main signs of burnout is chronic fatigue. You feel physically and emotionally exhausted no matter how much sleep you get or how many breaks you take or how much caffeine you consume. Like you just can't seem to feel like your regular self or get a boost of energy no matter what you do. When you're working, you might experience easy distraction or feel like you can't get into the groove of work, even with tasks that you usually enjoy or that you love to do. Or maybe you constantly feel the physical signs of stress because it seems like there's this never ending list of responsibilities and the weight of it all can feel so overwhelming. This kind of continual stress actually can lead to those heightened cortisol levels and adrenal fatigue, which only furthers the cycle of making you feel more tired and more spread thin. Sign number four, you simply want to throw in the towel. Now in the past, I could tell that I was burnt out when the grass everywhere starts to look a whole lot greener than mine. As entrepreneurs, we can carry so much responsibility and pressure, which at times can get to be too much. Burnout tempts you to throw in the towel and pursue something else, really anything else that appears to be less stressful. And maybe you find yourself browsing job sites to see if you can find something that would provide you more security and consistency rather than being the one running the show all the time. Or you might just start dreaming up other seemingly low pressure opportunities like becoming a painter or selling homemade jewelry or pottery. By the way, I'm not saying those jobs don't have their own set of pressures or stressors, but when you're burnt out, I know for me that so many other opportunities become tempting and appear shinier than what's currently on my plate. And let me preface this point by saying that entrepreneurship is not for everyone. And I totally understand the appeal of security and being able to punch out. So don't ignore these urges if they truly are leading you away from entrepreneurship and you feel like that is the right move for you personally. I always remember when Nastia Lukin came on the podcast and she was sharing that on the days that she wanted to quit gymnastics, her parents would tell her that she had to quit on a good day. She can never quit on a bad day because bad days come and they go and they knew how passionate she was, even on those days that she had a bad day and was feeling burnt out. So I always remind myself, like, if you're going to quit something, quit on a good day. Make sure that it's not just this day or these circumstances or this stress that is telling you to quit. Quit on a good day if you're really going to quit. Sign number five is that you feel like your business has taken over your life rather than your business is enhancing it. There are always going to be busy seasons or seasons that require a bit more hustle or a lot more energy, but that isn't sustainable long-term every month of every year, and that should not become your norm. No one can go 100 miles per hour without eventually hitting a wall. Like most business owners went into business to enhance their lives, not to feel like their work has become their full life. I had this moment after my second miscarriage when I knew that I had to show up to a wedding or I wouldn't get paid, even when I felt crippling grief and my body was in the process of losing my baby. It hit me then that I had built this thing, something that required me. And the moment that I stopped working, everything stopped. Like that day, I vowed to build something that supported my life and the visions I held for it that would allow me to rest that didn't mean I had to show up when I literally or physically couldn't. For me, flexibility and freedom to spend my days as I wish is the absolute best part of running my own business. But in seasons where I've been burnt out, I don't feel like I'm free or flexible at all. And maybe you can relate. It can feel like your business is running you rather than you running it. And most of us didn't leave our regular nine to five jobs to then work 60 or 70 hour weeks on a regular basis. So if you're feeling like you are chained to your laptop or you can't get away from your email or your to-do list or responsibilities for more than an hour or two at a time, it is likely that something's got to change so that you don't run yourself into the ground and reach a state of complete exhaustion and unhappiness. All right. Sign number six is this. You have zero boundaries hi, it's me. I was the girl who handed out her phone number, got pings and dings all hours of the night. I literally slept with my laptop on my nightstand and I didn't leave my house without it to make sure that I was always available and accessible. Maybe you feel that you work at all hours of the day. Maybe you never rest or sign off or log out. Maybe notifications are adding stress and anxiety, not delight. And maybe you always respond regardless of when they come in. Maybe you feel like you need to answer everyone right away or else the business is going to fall apart. Maybe you are believing that lie that you have to be available and accessible in order to be successful. There is actually such a thing as being too passionate about your business. The Harvard Business Review said that in the same study that I mentioned earlier, they call it being obsessively passionate. And these entrepreneurs are identified by being driven by more pressures and outcomes like social acceptance and status and financial gain than other things like contentedness and serving others well. Even though they don't lack passion by any means, that ironically means that they perform less effectively because they're too concerned with being on all the time, all hours of the day, in order to gain more status or money or accolades in the long run. This is something that I've had to work consciously at over the years to break and relearn. And thankfully, I've been able to do it. But I do catch myself sometimes getting so excited and so obsessed with something that it can feel all consuming. Now, not every entrepreneur who lacks boundaries is obsessed with financial gain and status, but it could be that you're too attached to others' opinions or the fear of failure, which makes you unable to unplug or let go of control, adding that long-term exhaustion and burnout. The Harvard Business Review says that despite their qualifications, those who are obsessively passionate reported a lack of focus and a difficulty in balancing other roles and responsibilities outside of work. We've been through so many adventures together from the first episode to now over 500 episodes growing the gold digger podcast. I can't help but see the similarities between how I grew up too: the first day of school feelings, the awkward braces years and the excitement for what's next. And I know I'm not alone here. Growing a business takes a lot and a HubSpot CRM platform is here to help your business grow better. HubSpot's reporting dashboard is like your crystal ball, giving you this bird's eye view on your marketing, sales, and customer service performance so that you can get ahead of any issues before they happen. Automated marketing tools allow you to create robust campaigns across all of your marketing channels, and you can even send, test, and optimize emails for different devices and inboxes. And shared inboxes make incoming chats and emails easy to manage and scale for the whole team. Learn more about how a HubSpot CRM platform can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough, but I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. So, visit activations.com forward slash gold digger now for over 60% off. Do not miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts and it expires soon. That's activations.com forward slash gold digger. So, if you are experiencing any of these symptoms, I just listed out six, then what the heck do we do about it? First, Burnout is common, but it shouldn't be a destination you aim to hit or become a normal occurrence for you. I look at entrepreneurship and I look at life as like seasons and there have absolutely been busy seasons and there have also been seasons of rest. But if you're currently feeling like you've jumped on a treadmill and the speed just keeps incrementally going up and there's no emergency strap for you to pull and you're dying to jump off, then it's important that we take those cues, that knowing, and that we start to create an action plan around moving away from that. If you've identified that you're on your way to burnout city, the first step is to evaluate your options. Can you take time off? Could you delegate? Can you scale back or eliminate some of your offerings? Have some difficult but necessary conversations with clients who you're not able to serve right now? Let's talk about those last two. Scaling back, eliminating offers or services, and letting go of clients. If you are headed towards burnout or you're already feeling it, Here's the reality. Something has got to give. That is the hard truth. If you're a side hustler, what might that look like? Put a date on your calendar for an entire day, weekend, or week off from your side hustle. Then arrange your work and schedule to complete all projects or fulfill orders up until that date. Say no or not right now to any new inquiries or requests that come in before that date. Keep a running list or database of all those new inquiries, even those potential clients or customers that you have to wait list or that you can't serve right now and let them know that you can't wait to connect with them after X date. Once you've reached that magical date on your calendar, which will be motivating in and of itself to see it written in bright, bold letters as the days tick by, be firm in the boundary you set for yourself. This business you've created is not going to disappear overnight. Your success is not fleeting. Momentum is momentum, but it is okay to hit the brakes and trust that you know where the gas pedal is. When you start to create boundaries, when you start to build in time for rest you are going to see a change. And so after these boundaries are in place, after you have freed up even just a day of your time, the next step is to rest. And I mean truly rest. You might have to relearn how to rest, truth be told. Like when I hit a wall and when I feel uninspired and burnt out, it is first and foremost a sign to me that I need more rest, that I am robbing myself of rest. And I know it sounds counterintuitive and like maybe you should push past this dry spell and just crank out whatever work in progress that you can. That's actually just a recipe for further exhaustion and resentment towards your work. And you're only going to dig your hole deeper. Studies show that rest can increase your productivity and efficiency. So if you need to lean on that fact to grant yourself the time and space, we'll do it. But if you can, take some intentional time away from work or at the very least create boundaries and get some accountability around holding strong to them. Maybe you can take a week. Maybe you can afford only a day or an afternoon. Maybe it's as simple as logging out of email, shutting off phone notifications and leaving your phone in the other room. The time itself doesn't matter as much as how you spend it and how it replenishes you. Let me also tell you that rest takes work, especially if your tendency is to be working all the time. I used to tell myself that I was just a human that wasn't capable of rest, but the truth was I really had to relearn. Like I had to train on how to rest and figure out who am I outside of my work or the output that I create. Think of a vacation. And if you're struggling to remember the last one you took, this might be your sign that you desperately need one. But think of how on vacation, it feels like you finally find your groove. You collect your bearings right as you're about to head home. For me, resting takes conscious effort, but it is worth it. And I have to remind myself to slow down, to not be productive, to do things for the sake of play, to sign out, to not feel pressure to post or update or send that text message. Like it's important for me to fully disconnect from work time and time again, and to turn off my Slack and to turn off my email and to get out into nature and to spend time with my family disconnected from technology. And maybe these are things you haven't done lately. I want for you to do something that brings you joy. I want for you to experiment and explore and discover and fully unplug from work during your break time. And then just as importantly, before you start work again, after your period of rest, I want for you to spend some time simply dreaming, evaluating, looking at is what I'm about to do aligned with the values that I say I hold for my life. Like, I know it might sound silly, but so much of our passion comes alive when we feel like we're pursuing something more meaningful than what can feel like mundane, daily, those nitty gritty tasks. We need to stay connected to a purpose deeper than the daily grind. So my challenge for you is to sit down, take 30 minutes to an hour to just reflect on what's been going right, what things need to change. What do you want your days to look like? What would make you feel more alive and inspired and rested on a regular basis? Maybe it's taking an hour to journal and enjoy your coffee in the mornings before jumping into work. Maybe it's configuring your week so that you can take Fridays off as a rest day. Observe what you really want and need. Like listen to your body, listen to your heart, write down those steps that it would take for you to get there. I find that my creativity and my passion is at its best when I have the margin to rest, when I have space to dream, when I feel like my mental and my physical health are well taken care of. In other seasons of running a business, especially early in my entrepreneurship journey, my periods of burnout often stemmed from feeling like all the weight of the responsibility was on me. When I was a photographer, I was a one-woman show who had to be working and booking clients in order to maintain my income. And that's great for maybe a year or two, but the long hours and the constant pressure to work more gets to be a lot over an extended period of time. If you're a solo entrepreneur or a service provider in a similar role, I bet you know what I'm talking about. I encourage you to find small ways to begin building out passive income opportunities so that your revenue doesn't 100% rely on you showing up and being on all the time. Because let's be honest, that's plain out exhausting. You will land in a state of burnout. Maybe you could partner with a brand and become an affiliate for their products. Or could you create some sort of digital offer or physical product that your current client base or audience would be interested in? If you're a designer or a writer or another service provider, would it be beneficial to build out a team that allows other people on that team to share some of your client workload rather than you having to carry it all alone? One last thing for my side hustlers feeling burnt out. Maybe it's time you examine the possibility of taking your night and weekend project into the daylight hours as your full-time gig. Just a thought, you know, we have some resources on the Gold Digger podcast to help you think and plan through that leap, but maybe you're feeling burnt out because you're doing too much or you're burning the candle at both ends. Maybe it is time to invest in yourself and your future in a different way. The thing is, is that I know that burnout can feel like it's time to up and quit, or it can feel like it's never going to go away. If you're in the thick of it right now or feel like you're steamrolling down a path headed straight for burnout, know that you're not alone and that you do have options. It is so important to recognize that taking on less, that allowing yourself to rest and unplug and setting up systems that enables you to step away from work is not lazy or unproductive. It is the healthiest, most efficient thing you can do for yourself and the longevity of your business. And it's the biggest way to avoid burnout in the future because you deserve to love what you do and you also deserve to have a break from it too. I know for me, burnout led to my breakthrough. And I wish so deeply that I didn't have to go through that season of burnout to really experience the breakthrough. But if you're in a state of burnout, maybe your breakthrough is right around the corner. But that means that you have to be an active participant in acknowledging it in figuring out what you truly want and need and doing the work towards getting there. Burnout is common, but it doesn't have to be normal. And all I want for you is to figure out how to use your passion and your gifts for this world to make a greater impact and to get paid doing it. And I promise you, each and every episode of this show is dedicated to help guiding you through just that. Thank you so much, gold diggers, for listening to another episode of this podcast. Until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals, but protect your peace as well. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast